Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Back here at the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, taking up until 9 o'clock tonight as Boomer Esiason's uh, NFL show comes your way then. Plenty of time for your phone call, 617-779-7937. we got Grab Bag coming up. We're going to do uh, the dork news here in a moment, but let's, uh, let's grab a call. we got Shane in Providence joining us next. What's up, Shane? Oh, hey, Keefe. Uh, what's going on tonight? Hey, nothing. Hey, well, you're just talking about Dice K. Matsusaka. I wanted to bring back a memory of uh, he won a World Series. He wasn't as much of a bust as a lot of people think. And if you remember back then, the coaches, because of the high posting fee and contract, they told him when he got up to the bat to play, uh, not to even swing the bat, just to stand right, there. Right. And he ripped one. He ripped one by the shortstop. He knocked in a few guys and helped win that second World Series, which gets forgotten about with the 4 and then, you know, the other teams, well, but well. Um, he li- he lives locally, right? So I spend a lot of time over in Japan for work, and uh, the people over there, you know, baseball is probably more similar to the NBA, like the, the cooler athletes or whatever for kids and our, our baseball players. Mm-hmm. And um, they, every time I talk to guys over there, their favorite player of all time is Daisuke. He's, he's what I would say, like, you know, if, if uh, Ichiro is Jordan, then he's like AI to these guys. And like Otani, Yamamoto, those guys were all 12, 13 years old when Dice came to the base. Oh, you're, bre- you're breaking up, Shane, but I pretty, I get your your point. I know, you, I think you told Stiz, like, hire him on as a scout or something like that. Like, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he could have a say. I don't know how what he thought of his time in, in Boston and if it would help. I mean, he spent six years with the Red Sox, and his final two years were with the Mets, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the Red Sox have definitely had a bunch of Japanese players, uh, and a bunch of them have success. And so anything like that, that can maybe pull both Yamamoto and Otani. Like, I don't know if you get both of them. Like, that's going to be just a ton of money, but you should at least be in on both, try to get both and, and sort of, sort of see what happens there. But yeah, the Matsuzaka one, like he, the expectations were so high when they got him from the world baseball classic, the gyro ball and everything else. His first year, I pulled up his stats here just as a reminder. He went 15 and 12 his first year and was fourth in the rookie of the year. His second year, uh, and also they won the World Series in 07. And then in 08, he was 18 and 3 with a 2.9 ERA, 2.90 ERA. But I remember he was maddening because he threw 167 innings. So he was averaging like five innings a game. He led the league in walks. He took forever. He finished fourth in the Cy Young just because his numbers were so good. But, like, he was, if you watched every game, and a lot of those writers clearly didn't, it was so frustrating. And then he fought a lot of injuries. Like, he didn't have a lot of healthy seasons, really, after that. But I, I didn't, did not expect to talk about Daisuke Matsuzaka a whole lot tonight, but there you, there you have it. Let's get to this. The big dork news of the week, Pedro Pascal, who, uh, of course, is the voice of the Mandalorian. He is in Game of Thrones as Oberyn Martell, one of the cooler characters in the entire series. He was just the lead in The Last of Us, the uh, video game 
uh, adaptation on, uh, or I guess the TV adaptation of the video game on HBO. And now he's uh, reportedly been cast as Mr. Fantastic in the MCU's Fantastic Four. Now, I don't know if these have been confirmed yet, Stiz, but they also have a bunch of other people. I guess Vanessa Kirby is going to be the Invisible Woman. Hmm. She was in a couple of the Mission Impossibles and a couple other things that you may have seen her in. Uh, Also, the dude, uh, I know you don't watch The Bear, but uh, the guy that is the the main chef's, like, brother, not really his brother, like, calls him cousin all the time. He's playing the thing. He's an incredible actor. He's in a bunch. He's great in this show. His name is what is the hell is it? It's like Ebon Moss Bachrock. Like it's a, it's a whole. It's a mouthful. Is the bear a, a comedy? Kinda. Okay. Kinda. It's like because it, on the surface I'm like I don't know a, a show and he's a chef. He's like, a chef. What, what is this? So it's like it'll make you anxious. The first season, even more so than the second season. Although there's one episode in the second season that'll definitely make you anxious, like the way it's shot and everything. I like that. Uh, yeah, somebody in the Twitch chat, uh, Cobwebs Piano says it's a dramedy. That's probably true because it's definitely like there's some intense parts, but then there's a knife like light stuff. There's a couple like very comedic characters, uh, but it's a half hour, so it definitely yeah. skews a little bit more yeah, towards yeah. comedy. I think it might have. Because it gets it got nominated the last two years for Golden Globe. I forget it might have even been in the comedy. Oh, wow. It might have been in the comedy division. All right, I, I really have to check this out because I hear nothing oh, yeah. but great things about it. Yep, on Hulu, just got picked up for a third season, so it's it's uh, it's fantastic. Uh, a couple of Marvel news and nuggets. You got the What If season two trailer. Now this was an animated series that they did on Disney Plus, and to me, it was one of their big misses. So there's been sort of like a number of misses now for marvel where for a while there they just everything was great everything was like a b plus to an a plus and then what if was not good the trailer actually doesn't look that bad but it's weird it's got the like the the telltale video game animation and then they just tell these sort of like stories that you know could be from multiverses and things like that uh loki wrapped up that's gonna be our next episode of dork so on uh, monday night Davey and i are gonna talk season two of loki which i thought was pretty good and same with the Marvels. I know the Marvels is uh, everybody's ripping it because the the box office is not very good. But uh, honestly, I thought it was I thought it was an enjoyable ride. I gave it a four and a half out of six. Uh, this next one looks kind of strange. Uh, Madam Web, the trailer for Madam Web. This movie comes out in February. This is sort of Spider Man's world. But what's confusing about this is and. Uh, so there's there's Marvel, right? But then not they don't know own the exclusive rights to every Marvel character. Oh wow. Seems insane. So Sony has Spider-Man. And then Fox had the X-Men and Fantastic Four and like another one. But then when Fox got bought by Disney and ABC, all that stuff, they now absorb them. So now they get Deadpool, they get whatever. Oh, okay. Then they've been doing these deals to get Spider-Man in like the uh, MCU. So, like when Tom Holland came into like Spider Man Civil War and then his Spider Man movies and uh, Infinity War and Endgame, they had like made a deal. But Sony still owns the rights to it. So, they're also making <coughs> these movies like Venom and Morbius. Morbius was not great. And so now they're, they're doing Madam Web. And it's starring, uh, what was her name that was in uh, the. 
the the one that was supposed to be like the the sexiest movie of all time. Uh, what the hell is her name? I can't even think of it now. She's I don't think cast Sydney very well. Sweeney. So Sydney Sweeney is in this movie. Okay, but that's not. But right. I'm thinking of Dakota Johnson. Okay, Dakota Johnson, who was in what was the. Fifty Shades of Grey. I couldn't ah. think of it because I've never read it nor seen the movie. But Fifty Shades of Grey. Liar. She was cast in that. Yeah, actually, I read. I read the book all the time. <laughs> I love it. You learn some stuff in there. Uh, no, but she was. She's in that. So she plays the lead in this, and I'm like, no, thank you. But you also do get Sydney Sweeney, who people do enjoy Sydney Sweeney very much. And a Spider-Man addendum. I yeah. just beat. The Spider-Man game on PS5. You're all done, huh? I whipped through it. 100%? Yeah, 100%. There and I'm kind of I'm kind of torn because I'm like, should I have flown through it? See, I'm Now kinda, I'm over it. It's all done. I'm like, savoring it. Yeah, I should. I think maybe I should have savored it. That's what Davey Eyeballs told me to do because he finished it a while ago. I'm at like 40%. Oh, I'm so I go, jealous. I dabble, I hit the streets for a little bit, I swing around, solve a couple things, a couple main line, a couple uh, uh, side stories, and then I shut it off. Hitting those streets, man, it's so satisfying. Nothing better than just zipping, just, just flip, yep. flip, flip, break all the way through. Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's a it's a blast. Uh, so anyway, I don't know how that Madam Web's going to go, but now it's, that's in like the Venom Morbius universe. Uh, the show we've brought up a few times here uh, is Blue Eye Samurai. Fitzy brought it up. I brought it up. I'm six episodes through the eight-episode season on Netflix. It's an anime, but it's one of the best shows I've seen all year. Wow. Now, let's see if they stick the landing. I haven't, I haven't, so I don't know. I don't know if they do it or not, but it's fantastic. All right, in theaters tonight, you have The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It's a prequel, I guess. Never seen a single Hunger Games movie. Really? Nope. There's like nine of the movies. Is there? Or there's six, maybe? maybe don't quote me on the nine. Good God. There's a ton of Hunger Games. I watched the first three or four. Because I think my wife read the books. And then, so I was like, all right, I'll go, we'll go see the movie. And it's Jennifer Lawrence. It's fine. It's a cool idea. It's like, hey, everybody into this thing. And then it's like last man standing. And then like, yeah. whatever. We'll just wipe out a bunch of people. Like, it's pretty violent. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any interest in this. The Eli Roth horror movie Thanksgiving. Yes. Definitely. Have, have you gotten an advanced screening on this? I feel like you. this is right up your alley. No, I haven't, but I, I will be digesting that very soon. Yeah. I, I hear it's very Boston. Like, okay. Ve- like very Massachusetts, I should say, actually, more than Boston. Well, I mean, it's Thanksgiving. Exactly. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. He's the yeah. right guy to make that movie. He's from here. Yeah. We talked about how when that uh, Grindhouse came out back in like 07 and they did the fake trailers. And this was one of the fake trailers. Yeah. It was for Thanksgiving. So it was uh, Machete, the one that uh, Robert Rodriguez did yeah. with Danny Trejo. And then there's a couple other weird ones. Like Rob Zombie did one. Like Edgar Wright did one. But anyway, yeah, no, I'm excited. I'll, I'll definitely see Thanksgiving at some point. And then the uh, Taika Waititi movie, Next Goal Wins. So you have like three relatively big movies all in the box office uh, or at theaters this week. Uh, it is Martin Scorsese's 81st birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. I got a quick top five. So Scorsese, I don't think, has made a lot of good movies recently. Well, I will say the latest one. Oh, so, did you made, watch that? Loved it. Okay, so loved I was going to say, uh, maybe maybe he'll turn things around. Because I'm not a Wolf of Wall Street person. What? I'm not a, at all. What? It was, it was way too long. Blasphemous. It bored me to tears. Oh, oh, my God. I don't think I've ever heard that take in my life. Wolf of Wall Street? Really? I did not like it. Wow. It was not It was not for me. You can't like everything, yeah, first of right. all. That's why there's chocolate and vanilla ice cream. <laughs> uh, the Irishman, I did not like. I could see that. That was a, yeah, that took me a day that. and a half to watch that. Yeah. I did not, did not like that. 
Uh, I do kind of like Shutter Island. That's going all the way back to 2010. Yeah, now we're reaching in the vault a little bit. Yeah, so like my uh, so I did so Killers of the Flower Moon is the new one. Yes. Oh, is that available yet? On is that still just in theaters? I believe just in theaters. Okay. I think Oppenheimer just became available to stream. Uh, I, not that I know of Killers of the Flower Moon. Three and a half hours though. Oh man, it's still shorter than The Irishman. Wow, was the Irishman longer than three and a half? What's uh, yeah, what's two hundred and nine minutes? So hundred and eighty is three hours. All right. So that's a three and a half. So three at three forty, roughly. Oof. Oh my god. I will say, Killers of the Flower Moon is the first time I watched a movie like in pieces. You know. Yeah. Okay. To do it in like two or three sittings. All right. Fair enough. But uh, my top five Scorsese movies would be from five to one. I'd go Casino, Cape Fear, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Goodfellas. From five to one, yeah, that's, I like that. That's why I would go from yeah, five yeah. to one to build yeah. the the uh, the anticipation. So I, I don't mind the Departed. I feel like the Departed is a is a weird movie in that I don't know if that's properly rated. I feel like you talk to two camps where it's like, oh, it's great, so it's the best Boston movie ever. Then it's like, oh, it's so stupid, I hate it. I'm like, ah. I kind of find myself in the middle yeah, of the party. Yeah, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I thought when well, the first time I saw it, I remember enjoying it quite a bit. Great performance from Nicholson. Uh, Nicholson was good. Baldwin was good. Yeah, Wahlberg Baldwin. was good. Uh, Damon was good. Yeah, I thought I. I mean, I liked it, but I, I I don't think it's one of his best. And I think it also sort of like there's sort of like a fall of like some of his movies. Uh, what else? Gangs in New York. He did was obviously really good. Oh, yeah, that's a great. Yeah, one. but. All right, I'll definitely have to watch this Killers of the Flower Moon. Also, he shares a birthday with Danny DeVito, who it's crazy. He's 79 years old and still doing the stuff that he's doing in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's unbelievable. Uh, I'd love to meet Danny DeVito. Oh, what a character. Yeah. Yeah, my God. He'd be, he'd be the best. All right, there you go. There's uh, your uh, dork news for the week. We'll get to grab bag coming up on the Rich Keefe Show. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Jeez. Sorry, guys. Aquabats. I am so sorry. Aquabats. Did you see the killer? I did I see the killer. Actually. I did like the. I like the killer quite a bit. That's streaming now on Netflix. Yeah, I did too. Nice right. Fincher movie. Let's Thank try God. this again. As you were. The Greg Hill Show weekdays six to ten. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI, the Celtics on the road tonight in Toronto. This is their second in-season tournament game against the Raptors. Right now, there's about seven minutes left in the second quarter. Celtics up 38-36. to Chris Stapps Porzingis was questionable. However, he is playing tonight. Celtics won their last five games against the Raptors. They're number one in the East right now. Bruins have the night off tonight. They're back on the ice tomorrow night. They'll host the Montreal Canadiens at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7 p.m. Thursday night football last night. The Ravens beat the Bengals 34-20. Bad news for Cincinnati as Joe Burrow's season has come to an end after the quarterback suffered a torn ligament in his right wrist during the second quarter of the game. It's looking like Burrow will need surgery on that wrist. And it was a close one up until late in the fourth quarter last night. The BC Eagles lost to the Pittsburgh Panthers 24 to 16. Curtis's BC Eagles now 6 and 5 on the season. Their next game next Friday when they'll host the Miami Hurricanes at Alumni Stadium. I'm Stids. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming up. 
stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, W-E-E-I, and uh, good text. We just did uh, this week in hashtag dork, something I left out, and it's a good question. It says, Rich, are you a Fargo fan? The new season is out on Tuesday. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, Fargo season five comes out on uh, Tuesday, but, like, the seasons don't really overlap, so, like... So, I mean, minor spoiler. I guess like they, they kind of do, but like for the most part, they're standalone seasons. And uh, yeah, I like actually. I love the show. I really didn't like the fourth season at all. Kind of a sour taste in my mouth from season four. I've never seen it, but good God, is there so much content out there? <laughs> there's, there's, my it's, it's so much. Wow. Yeah. So you would like this series, I think, Stiz. And you could start from the beginning. Uh, One's really good. Two, maybe better. Three, I enjoyed quite a bit. Four, which was too bad because it was Chris Rock was in that one, but that one kind of fell apart for me. And nothing to do with the movie. No, but it's like a similar vibe to it because it's like a lot of Minnesota, North Dakota, like the accents. It's like it feels like Fargo, but yeah, it's not. It's not Fargo. This season, I guess, like John Hamm's in it and Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, the kid from Stranger Things, I think, is in it. Joe Keery. He's yeah. actually a local guy. Um, anyway, I am excited for that. I'll set the DVR for uh, for that bad boy. But I met Joe in this building one time. He came. He came. Really by. making yes, the I rounds? Did. Yeah, he made the rounds one time. Yeah. How was his hair? Uh, it was marvelous. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Guys got everything going on, doesn't and, he? And then also more content. Yeah. Uh, True Detective. A new season of True Detective is coming. Yes, out. you're right. Uh, what is that? Season four? I don't know how anybody gets anything done. I know there's just too many shows. There's too many shows. Yes, yeah, so there's True Detective season four. Jodie Foster's in this one, right? That's right. Season three. No, no, no. Season two was terrible. Yeah, terrible. One was amazing. Yep. Three was actually pretty they good. Pretty good. Mah- Mah- Mahershala, Mahershala Ali yeah. and Stephen Dorff. Yep, Stephen Dorff. Yeah, I thought he great. I Those guys were great. great. Yeah, yeah, that one got a bad rap, and I, I think a lot of people didn't go back to it because season two was, was so, so bad. bad. Yeah, but then season three was uh, pretty strong. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to season four. So very good. Good question. Uh, but all right, enough of that. It's time for graphic. It's time for graphic. Oh, that's right. All the stuff we couldn't get to in the first part of the program, we get to now. And it's grab bag time. Uh, it certainly is. So we mentioned that. Uh, Yamamoto is expected to post on Monday. Negotiations could begin on uh, Tuesday. So he'll be available to anybody, uh, at least that can uh, bid that kind of money, as is uh, Shohei Otani, who won the American League MVP unanimously last night. He and uh, Ronald Acuna both named MVPs. Acuna in the NL. I was surprised. Acuna unanimous as well. I thought Mookie Betts might get a, might get a vote or two. He didn't, and it was funny. Betts was unanimously second. So Cooney got all 30 first-place votes. I mean, he had an unbelievable season, but I thought maybe somebody would still vote for Betts based on, like, war or something like that. But Betts got 30 second-place votes. And then his teammate Freddie Freeman came in third, Matt Olson fourth, and Corbin Carroll, the rookie, came in fifth. Meanwhile, in the American League, Otani wins, gets 30 first-place votes. 
Corey Seager finished second, followed by Marcus Simeon, Julio Rodriguez, and Kyle Tucker. So the top five vote getters in the AL MVP all played in the AL West. Uh, and then somebody gave Rafael Devers a ninth place vote. I don't know who that was. I don't know. Will Fleming had a vote. No, I'm just kidding. But Will is a big uh, Devers fan. Uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, I, I thought Betts would maybe get a sniff, a little bit of a sniff. But anyway, it was a unanimous second place finish for Mookie Betts. Everyone's talking about grab bag. That's true. Everybody's also talking about Thursday night football from last night. We finally got a good matchup team wise, right? Like the week before, it was Panthers and Bears. You're like, my God. Just nobody wants to watch this. The next week you get Ravens Bengals, this big division rivalry. Also, both have a realistic chance at making the Super Bowl. At least they did. Because Joe Burrow hurts his wrist, and it looks like his wrist was probably hurt before. And so this is one of those like, what are we doing here? What are we doing with the injury reports? What's the point of having the injury report if we're just going to lie about everything on the injury report or or how, especially with gambling? Like, I think this is going to get kind of a sticky thing. I think the Bengals are going to get in trouble. I mean, I don't know if they'll lose a draft pick or they'll just get fined. I think something will probably happen. But that's sort of a side story to the fact that Joe Burrow, one of the best players in football, out for the year. Like, just stinks. And it also, it really eliminates the Cincinnati Bengals. Who was that? Jake Browning? Who came in for him, I believe it was. So the Bengals are are toast, and it's too bad because they started slow, they turned things around, and they were pretty hot, and now they lose Joe Burrow, who's also one of the more fun players to watch in the league. You know, now he he goes down. Uh, on the other side, Lamar Jackson got hurt, and then he ended up coming back in the game. You're like, oh, my God, you're going to lose Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow? But Lamar came back in the game. But Mark Andrews, who's having a, a great, uh, like an all pro tight end season. One of the best pass catchers that Lamar has. He's out. I haven't seen if it's officially out for the year, but everybody's saying it's likely out for the year. So Mark Andrews, Joe Burrow, both go down. And then the Ravens win, you know, by a couple of touchdowns really wasn't that close of a game. It's like, man, just brutal. Like all the different injuries that we've, we've had this year. I, we do say that every year. I feel like, uh, there's always the question, is there more injuries this year? It's like, eh, there's a lot of injuries. It's football. It's a pretty pretty violent sport. And here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. The Cleveland Browns, who no longer have Deshaun Watson for the rest of the year. Now, not as big of a blow as Aaron Rodgers or Joe Burrow, because Watson hasn't really been that great since he's... Uh, been playing with the Cleveland Browns, but he's out. They have P.J. Walker, and apparently they will, are going to work out Joe Flacco because that's the question. When, when a good team or like a decent team loses their quarterback, there's really nobody that's available. Well, not, well first of all, you're past the trade deadline, but just street free agents, like who are those guys? Like Ian Book, Matt Corral, like who, who are you going to get? So then they're like, could you talk somebody out of retirement? Could you get somebody like Phillip Rivers or Matt Ryan or whatever? So apparently they're going to kick the tires on Joe Flacco, which seems insane to me. And then the other one was Robert Griffin III. Apparently was making a big pitch, and he said that he should be on the Browns. Robert Griffin III says he can still run a 4-3-40. It's like, oh, boy. So I don't know uh, how that's going to go, but uh, 
The Cleveland Browns are in search of a quarterback. Now, we know earlier in the week, uh, actually, this is what Gronk said earlier in the week. I was Matt Jones as well. Okay, listen to me out. He's not, he's not respected in New England. Coach Belichick has played all these games with him. Bailey Zappi isn't even close to being on Mac Jones' level. You should never, ever sit Mac Jones. You tried it once. You tried it twice. It's not working. Now he's doing it again. He won't name a starting quarterback. He's not respected there. I think Mac Jones should ultimately, even right now, should just go ask for his release. If you're talking to, to me about what he should do, ask for his release. And then if it's granted, he should go sign with the Cleveland Browns and start a new career oh. right back. Imagine that, Kay. How incredible would that be? Did you, did you mean, just put that How wild that would be. I mean, it's not impossible. That would be insane. So that's what Gronk had to say. Get out of here and go to Cleveland. Ryan Tannehill had said, I think he wanted out. There was the report that he wanted to be released from Tennessee, and who knows if it was with eyes on going to Cleveland or not. Although he did go back, and he's now the backup behind Will Levis in Tennessee. But we'll see who ends up starting games the rest of the way for the uh, for the Cleveland Browns and how much of a, of a difference that it, it could make. Grab bag. Well, keep an eye on the uh, Celtics-Raptors game tonight because, of course, it is a part of the in-season tournament. They're second in the uh, group play. Celtics currently have a 58-46 lead over the Raptors. Porzingis playing tonight. He's got eight points. Stiz, you had him at what, 18 and a half? 18 and a half. It's all right. You're all right. It's not too bad. Yeah, get another easy 10. Jalen Brown and Drew Holiday each have a dozen Jason Tatum, just six points thus far. Uh, Derek White is two. Sam Hauser, uh, 11 points off the bench. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, uh, Gary Trent, Dennis Schroeder. Or Dennis Schroeder leads the way with 13, I should say. Uh, Trent has 10. Uh, it's a road game. You know what that means. The the new play-by-play guys on there, the guy everybody loves. That's right. I saw they had a segment before the game uh, started, Story Time with Drew. How do you think that's going? Yeah. yeah, worth a shot, I suppose. <laughs> Who knows? Could have been a good story. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, got a good job. Yeah, so that's a pretty young, sweet gig. Young kid, twenty-five. Whole world in front of him. Yeah, guys, doing all right. I mean, nobody likes him, but you I know. know. I feel bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's part of it. Like, hey, you can have your dream job at twenty-five, but your whole audience is gonna reject you. <laughs> Yeah, hey, who knows? Might might uh might put some you know hair on its back, toughen him up a little bit. That's true. Boston's a tough city. It is a tough city. And if you if you can make it here, you can make it yeah, anywhere. That's right. is what I heard. Oh my God! Grab bag. So Marcus Smart supposed to play against the Celtics. His first game against the Celtics on Sunday. Turns out <laughs> foot injury. Ah, foot injury. Poor Marcus Smart's gonna miss maybe a month. So I know he got banged up the other night, and we were hoping that maybe by Sunday he'd be uh, he'd be all right. Not the case. So the Celtics will take on the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Sons, Marcus Smart. I was looking forward to that. I know. I mean, that one is in Memphis. It's obviously going to be a bigger deal when Memphis plays here. Which when is that? Uh, February fourth, Sunday, February fourth. That's not Super Bowl Sunday, is it? Oh, no, no. I think they, they bumped it even another week. But either way, that'll be uh, Marcus Smart's return. But, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a shame. Grizzlies, meanwhile, horrible team. Terrible. Yeah, they're doing bad. They're 2-9. and nine. Oof. Now, they haven't gotten uh, John Morant back. 
But uh, Marcus Smart uh, started all 11 games, averaging 12.5 points, 2.5 rebounds, 5 assists. He is shooting from 3, 29%. But I'm sure he's diving on the floor and fans are enjoying him <laughs> and everything else. I'm not anti-Marcus Smart at all, but I, I did want I, I wanted to see him play in the game, and apparently he is not going to. Bolsa de Mano. Spanish for grab bag. We have uh, Bradley Beal is going to be out three more weeks with a back injury. He's only played in three games so far for the Suns who also aren't very good this year. They were supposed to be one of the new uh, super teams. Of course, they got Durant last year, but Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, you're thinking, look out league. They're 5-6. and six. I think they're 1-2 and two in the three games that they've played with, with Bradley Beal. It has uh, not gone great. Um, but, I mean, I would expect them. I think they're going to be fine. It's funny, the 7-8-9 uh, and nine currently in the Western Conference is the Lakers, Warriors, and Suns. All kind of have similar rosters and feel, and in, in, like LeBron, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has had some tough performances. Then you have uh, you know Curry, you got Draymond Green, headlocking guys, and then you have the Kevin Durant experience there with 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 the Suns. So I bet they'll. I, I you know I'm guessing they all still make the playoffs, but I really maybe they're none of them are going to be all that uh, fearful, or I don't think teams are going to fear them going forward. Uh, what's in the grab bag? So if Stiz, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, F1, like the cars and stuff, yeah, they were gonna do a Grand Prix in Las Vegas. Yeah. So I, when I was there two weeks ago, they had like grandstands that like on the street you could like sit and like watch because they just race on the real street. Like they go down the strip and they do like a big loop or whatever. And uh, it's like the cab drivers and some of the people we were talking to there were like, "This is gonna be bigger than the Super Bowl." They're like they're expecting so many people. They're expecting to make so much money and blah 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 blah. I'm like, all right, great. And it looked kind of crap. I mean, they put in all this stuff just for this event. They put a ton of money just into this event. And today they had to cancel the first practice because there was a uh, there was a loose drain hole cover. So just a few minutes into the first practice, they had to uh, pull the plug on that. They've also there was a there was a, a reporter talked about how he bought a room like right on the thing for like eighteen dollars. It's just like it's they're not getting the turnout that they expected to for this. So we'll see because I believe it's supposed to take place this weekend. So we'll we'll see what kind of um, uh, turnout it gets. So. This is pretty interesting. So the Las Vegas Grand Prix is being promoted by Formula One itself, which has spent over $500 million on preparations, including the purchase of a $240 million parcel of land near the famous Strip. And so it's quite a undertaking. Yeah, it's an investment. And I think it could. It, there's a chance for it to look really cool. The idea of it sounds awesome. Yeah, right. But then if it, it could also kind of blow up in their face, potentially, is, is maybe the, the bigger concern. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Instead of a grab bag. Which is what I am. All right. LaMelo Ball. Of course, one of the uh, the sons of uh, LeVar Ball. Been big baller brand. Of course, I haven't heard LeVar in a while. Uh, but LaMelo's really good. Like, he's, a really, he's a really good player. He's the best of the bunch by far. So he recently got a neck tattoo which the league is forcing him to cover up. 
So, <laughs> so they have certain rules and policies in place. And so LaMelo Ball recently got a LF tattooed, like, uh, it's more like behind, like below the ear than I would even call it neck. It's like, I guess it's technically part of your neck, but it's like below the ear. You can see it like on the, on the left side, you can see it pretty visibly. And so it's an LF and, um, it represents his middle name, apparently, as well as his La France clothing line. So it's actually the logo for his clothing line. And so that is not allowed. In fact, uh, quote, players are prohibited from displaying commercial logos or corporate insignia on their body or in their hair during games. That's interesting. So you can't, like, throw a Nike tattoo. Actually, the league's Nike, but whatever. You get my point. I could see that, but it, what makes it interesting to me is it's your brand. Like, so I have, you know, like, yeah. I I used to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. I maybe stupidly tattooed, you know, Team Grimy on my thing. <laughs> fine, so if fine. I was then in the NBA, like, what what would happen yeah. then? Uh, yeah, I think you'd have to probably cover that up. You know? I think if you're doing, like, if it's Sell promotion like that. and stuff like that. Yeah. I, oh, you can still have it. I don't know what the rules would be, like, with interviews and practice and all that stuff, like, when the cameras are on you. I don't know if it's, like, all the time. Uh, But, yeah, apparently he's trying to fight this, but as of right now, I think he has to wear... I mean, he can cover this up with, like, a Band-Aid. Like, it's not that big of a tattoo. Like, a uh, like a bigger Band-Aid. But, like, he could cover it up. Like, so depending on where you have it, it would be easier said than done, I suppose. And it is his name. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, you're like, but it's not, like, his initials. It's LF. So it's clearly for this brand and, like, this La France or La France or whatever it is. There's, like, a website, and that's, like, legit their logo. So, like, you can't. Can't do it. So like CM Punk, he had like the Pepsi thing on his. Oh, did he? <laughs> well, it was like basically like his whole arm is like sleeve tattoos, but like on the top, it looks like the Pepsi logo. They'd probably be like, "No, no, I can't have that." Apparently, I didn't know this. So apparently, Lonzo Ball had to deal with the league back in 2018 because he had a big baller brand tattoo on his arm. Now, but a lot of these guys wear like sleeves and wristbands and yeah. things anyway, so it's a lot easier than like up on like your neck or like behind your ear. Anyway, that's just a that's, a that's a kind of a crazy one. Rest in grab. All right, your best college football games of the weekend. You have number five Washington and the Heisman favorite Michael Penix take, taking on number eleven Oregon State, number one Georgia in action against number eighteen Tennessee. And then number 22, Utah versus number 17, Arizona. A lot of the other top-seeded teams are playing games where they are uh, heavy, heavy favorites. So those are some of the college football games to watch. What's your favorite? Grab bag. Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? All right. Well, the uh, high school semifinals, high school football semifinals, are tonight. So uh, best of luck, whether the games are over or ongoing. Best of luck to everybody that is taking part in that. And that was a uh, another successful edition of... There's a line drive left center field. Deep back by the wall. And it is... Grab bag. <laughs> we got Boomer Esiason's NFL show comes your way at 9. So we'll have our final thoughts on the Rich Keefe show on WEEI coming up next. Watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. 
You know, it's funny, Stiz. My uh, my wife was telling me just the other day that she stumbled across a uh, old dirty bee, <laughs> old dirty bee, uh, like a podcast all about his life. I don't know how she found it, but she was like, she was listening to the whole thing. She said it was fascinating. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I, do you remember the classic moment when he was like doing something on MTV and he like went in and got his like food stamps check? <laughs> he was like a huge rapper at the time. You know what I mean? He yeah, pulled yeah, up in yeah. a limousine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what a character. No, really, really was. It's yeah. such a, uh, like, unique voice. Yeah, like, you would hear it, like, yeah. you're instantly yeah. recognizable. Yeah. But uh, wrapping things up here on a uh, Friday night on the Rich Keefe Show. Again, the Boomer Esiason football show comes your way at 9. That's why we are uh, short an hour for you. We'll, we'll owe it back to you. We'll, we're, we're good for it at some point. Uh, no Patriots this weekend. Actually, real quick, Celtics are at the half now. Uh, 65-49, they lead the Raptors in the in-season tournament group play, which is also a regular season game. Uh, but they got the return of both Porzingis and Jalen Brown tonight. Jalen Brown has 12 at the half. Porzingis has 8. Tatum has 13. Holiday has 12. Hauser has 11 off the bench. Derek White, uh, 2 points, but he has 4 assists. And they've seen uh, Horford and Pritchard come off the bench. So back to that sort of 8-man rotation that we're kind of accustomed to. Uh, but, yeah, playing pretty well. Not shooting a crazy percentage from three, but they just pulled They had a monster second quarter. They actually lost the first quarter by six and then outscored Toronto 39-17 in the second quarter. So uh, just kind of pulling away there and now got another half of basketball to go. Uh, but there's no Patriots on Sunday. So how does that ch- how does that change the old weekend? There's a three hour block of time that uh, it's kind of freed up. What do you mean? I'm not going to throw my TV through the window. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. Wow. Are we screaming nice. at Mac Jones yeah. interceptions? That's yeah. true. It's a little bit of a different thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably still just watch whatever games are on and just it's a kind of a normal Sunday without the without the stress. Maybe a, maybe a sprinkle a couple of bucks here and there on some of the other games and make it a little bit more, uh, yeah, make more it interesting. interesting. Yeah. I don't see why not. Uh, on for- bad news with the no Marcus Smart on Sunday, as we were talking about earlier. So you won't see Marcus Smart against the Celtics on Sunday. He's out with a foot injury for about three weeks. Uh, but circling back to something that we started the show with, I feel like the way things are going, as bad as it's been and as bad as it really was in Germany, and Mac Jones was benched a third time this season, and probably, what, four times in the past 20 games, if you go go back to last year, and the whole debacle against the Bears, he, I think, is still going to start. Like, put me in the camp of him still starting next week uh, against the Giants in the must-lose game, the first <laughs> must-lose game. We'll have to create, like, imaging or something for the yeah, first yeah. must-lose game uh, for the Patriots in my lifetime. I'm certainly not used to demanding a loss from the Patriots, but uh, Phil Perry from NBC Sports Boston, he also weighed in on uh, Mac Jones at practice, and I don't know if you want to read into this or not as you try to guess who the starting quarterback uh, for the Patriots will be a week from Sunday against the Giants. Tom, I think he's taking first-team reps because this is just business as usual. If they haven't made a decision yet, which, as you said, that's what we had been told, then how else are you going to go about it? You know, Mac Jones is the first quarterback up. He's going to work with David Andrews. He's going to work with the other starters, and they're going to go about their business from there. I think there's a chance they stick with it, though. And and that is what's surprising to me because I think when we all saw Mac Jones get benched at the end of that Colts game, we said, okay, well, this is a decision not only for the two-minute drill. This is a decision for this team and for Bill mm-hmm. Belichick that could hold for the foreseeable future. And what I've been told by people in the building there is, hey, if Bill thinks that Mac Jones is going to give them the best chance to win, 
and he might feel that way based on what else is in the quarterback's room, he's going to play against the Giants. And that is still a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, it's surprising based on how bad Mac Jones has been that he's still the starter. But when you just look at how they've treated the backup quarterbacks all year, going all the way back to camp, I don't think they trust any of those guys or feel like they're they're ready to go for a full game. And, you know, we had callers defending Bailey Zappi and saying give him a chance, and I get it. I kind of want to see Will Greer, at least he's sort of the, the unknown. But the whole idea of uh, going to another quarterback – and, uh, you know, replacing your starter in season due to performance and not injury, right? Plenty of other teams have to do it based on injury, but based on performance, sometimes the best uh, the best time to do it is the bye week. And then whether it's Zappy or Greer, they get the first team reps for two straight weeks before they have to play in a game. And now, at least from what they're showing the media, and unless they're just playing this, like, big game, which I wouldn't rule out completely, but it's also what a waste of time that is. But if they're just still trotting out Mac Jones and they haven't made their decision, like when are they going to make the decision? Next Wednesday? Like, oh, actually, Zappy, you're in. It's like, well, I could have had a, I could have like five other practices with David Andrews, with Ramondre Stevenson, with Pop Douglas, or whatever they're they're trotting out there as their first team. So I just think that the further we're getting along, I mean, we're sitting here on on Friday, so yeah, it's the bye week. Those guys will probably have a couple extra days off, but. If it hasn't changed yet, if you weren't going to get a head start, you're now not doing the next quarterback any favors at all. You're kind of putting him in another horrible situation, kind of like you had with Mac Jones for these two runs. I also saw Orlovsky talking and tweeting about this, which I feel like he probably needs to just ease up on the Mac Jones defense for a little while, especially after we found out that they text each other and they're like buds. It's his boy. It is his boy. But he's still going on and on about how Oh, Mac Jones has the worst offensive line and the worst receivers, and there's no separation and this, that, and the other thing. It's like, right. We, I, I don't think anybody's sitting here telling you that Mac Jones is in a great spot. What we're telling you is though that he is uh, a part of the problem. There's a big problem here. They can't. They don't have guys that get open. They don't have guys that are great at pass blocking. But they also don't have a guy, a great guy who, who passes the ball either. So they got to move on from Mac Jones. I don't think it's going to be this week though. I think they're sort of in it for the rest of the year. And as fans, we're just going to have to kind of kind of wear it. There's really not much more we can do. I've heard the narrative, though, that, that Bill did Mac dirty. He's, oh, he's, he, you know what he's I mean? done him dirty, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, Mac's certainly not uh, blameless, blameless in all yeah. this either. You know? All right, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening tonight. Thanks for listening this week. If you missed any of it, check out the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Twitter, Instagram, at Rich Keefe Show. Stiz, great stuff, my dude. Have a great weekend. Yeah, let's do it again next week. Uh, We will. Everybody have a great uh, weekend, and we will talk to you Monday night at 6.